two. Welcome to the currently untitled podcast of uh, whatever this is right now. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like uh, when we did Disjointed Custody. It was like, hey, let's just do this, uh, do a short little film, and now we've decided to just do a little uh, kind of little podcast, which is kind of a behind the scenes, I suppose. Uh, I'm actually, hey, I'm John Moyer, uh, by the way, and I am here talking to uh, my good friend Christian Surge of Christian Surge Productions. How are you, John? You already know how I am. We don't have to act like we're we're like oh we just got in a room and we're just sitting down like we're on the Tonight Show. That's what we did. <laughs> That's well yeah, well, yeah, but we talked to each other before backstage. Um, so tell me, you Christian Serge, you're a uh, what? What do you consider yourself? Because I, I mean, I think I more consider myself to be a uh, well. I mean, I've got the comedian slash writer thing going on for me. So what would you for you? title yourself as are you you do you lean yourself more towards dp oh, I see. Do you... um well I, I guess you could say i'm um i'm a dp director so I, I i love to shoot i love to direct people and direct talent but i'm a very hands-on guy and sometimes that's bad sometimes good but i haven't had 100 people around me in, in my productions so a lot of times in productions you have to do a lot of things and uh i like to direct shoot edit and see that's what's What's interesting for me is because of the one thing that I've, that I've truly learned over the years is that, you know, it's a, it's a very collaborative process. Film is an extremely collaborative process. And there are elements that, I mean, I could sit down and just thinking of the, you know, the dialogue and the story and, and that stuff comes so, you know, I, I'd like to think at least naturally to me. But I can't, you know, really necessarily think in a visual medium. There's a few things that I go, oh, this shot might look cool or, or this look cool. So... You know, I'm always looking at kind of a, you know, a story dialogue perspective when I read a script. So when you read a script, how does that kind of translate in your head? I think that's one of the reasons why we work well together. Like I'm going to go jump there because um, I think that's the role of a producer slash then a director is because you get to kind of feel the story out and you're seeing the dialogue, how it's going. And then I get to look at the script and go, I, I, get, to, I get to visualize it coming alive. How, how can this be? played out and what was the producer's vision and now how can I add what I'm going to do to that and make it happen on screen how can I make that happen on screen and in what other ways can you know is that the best way to do it kind of a thing or or you know that's well and what I think is interesting <clears throat> about you as well because stuff that we've worked on in the past is that you also think in terms of an editing perspective when you're shooting something absolutely um I think that's, it's like a, a, an analogy I like to use, um, you know, a, a principle. There's a, a, a principle is a good principle if she's also been the janitor, you know, because we already know she's been a student. But if you've, if you've done all the jobs, at least I can speak intelligently to them. But because my background is editing, and as an editor, editor um, I'll, I like to look at things in cuts, and I can see the beginning, the ends, the details, the wide shots, the mediums, the type, because I've... I've been an editor. I've sat in that seat and said, "Where is that shot? Right. Where's my meeting? Where's my close-up? And you know, where's my establishing?" So, um, that's kind of how I look through things as an editor eyeglass. Yeah, and I think, and and for me, from you know, at least the experience that I've had directing, and 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 writing, I always kind of view it from a performance perspective, and especially when I did my feature, Mobsters and Mormons, you know, I wouldn't even pretend to talk about you know the visual perspective. It's like let me take what's on the page, the dialogue, and what's going on there. And the performance, let me focus on that, and let's let somebody else worry about, 
you know, somebody who will do a considerably much better job than I is about how that's all going to be assembled together. Well, I tend to get do projects where there is no director yeah. or there is, you know, um, it's a smaller crew. And so whether I'm directing the, the DP, those shots, I'm, I still am concentrating on the performance, but I also see it. I'm kind of plagued with that, yeah. the edit. And, and I, I enjoy it. I think, I think it serves the pacing well, my pacing well, our pacing well. It serves the, the show well. And, you know, while we may, while some people may criticize we overshoot it, it actually works to our favor because yeah. we, have, we have those performances in really cool ways. So, and, and I've always, this is actually like the, I would say the first short film that I've actually done where we, we really kind of invested some time and got some people together and do this. And, you know, I know a lot of people that do that constantly. And I see all these people that are talking about, you know, oh, we're doing this short film or this short film. And I always wondered why, um, you know, because really what's, sure, sure. you know, because the thing is, is, at least ultimately, I've had the opportunity to, you know, to be a part of a feature film. And then there's television projects and stuff that I've had the opportunity to be in. But, you know, when people that want to make movies, I, I always think they think in the grand scheme of things that we want to make this big theatrical production that's going to go out there and people are going to see it and, um, you know, the movie theaters or they're going to be able to rent it wherever. But really, what's the purpose of a life of a, of a short film is always a question that I've kind of had. And I'm just curious, you know, kind of what your what your perspective well, on that is. This is the technically the third short film that I've done in my directing career I've done television and um, sizzle reels and corporate pieces and you know from from weddings to whatever I, I feel like I've kind of covered that gamut but with short films I think there's two types of them when I think about it the first type is that story middle you know the, the three act kind of a short film what you would apply to a regular long you know long series film three acts or whatever but you compress it into four minutes to present a message some kind of message that's what um, YouTube has become Really, it's just a bunch of short films, really. We have a three-minute attention span. Then there's those people, I think, who look at a short film as maybe a slice of the bigger project. And we see that all the time. We see that in Sundance. We see that, you know, where they pick up a short film, then it gets, uh, you know, written up by so-and-so, and then they buy the rights to that those characters, and then it becomes a full-length right, feature. Right, right. So I think those, those two aspects. You want to prove a point with a four-minute film, or you want to present a slice of life. So far, we've done the one, you know, together as far as we want to get a point across. A second one, we want to get a point across. Maybe next time we'll do a slice of life. And, and I think, you know, uh, and that was kind of my thing, because we didn't really talk about this before we sat down. Was, <clears throat> and that's really what, you know, there's this whole other entertainment medium that's been created now with, you know, what people are viewing, you know, on the internet, even from not just in front of their computers, but sitting down in front of their, their smartphone. And you've got millions of people out there that are creating these essentially short films, even if they're just, you know, somebody's seeing on a webcam as goofy as some of that stuff is, but then you see it's got 7 million hits right. you know, on, on YouTube. So it's become easier to do that. But yet I think also as a society, you know, we we're wanting that we're needing that because that's, that's a whole Avenue. So this entertainment medium has been created and, you know, ultimately if it's just somebody watching something on their phone or watching something on their, on their computer, I suppose there's still a need for that, that entertainment. You know, it's, to me, it's almost a story of the silent film has come back with YouTube. If you think about it, silent films um, had a music track and there was a story going on silently. Think about music videos. That's really what they are. You've got the, the artist doing a music video, singing, and then you've got his, whatever story he wants to promote. Think about the lady who just sings in front of the camera. What's funny, it's not the song she's singing. It's the way she's singing. It's the story that's not yeah. happening in the music. 
I think that we have kind of, it's, it's actually, I think a great, it's not a digression. It's, it's something I think we move forward. We're now, we have this medium YouTube where we can just make our own little three minute, four minute yeah. short films and silent films. Almost. Well, and, and I think for me, <clears throat> you know, it's like that old Woody Allen uh, from Annie Hall where he says, you know, those, those who can't do teach and those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> and, and I've always been like, well, all right, well, those who can't make movies make short films. <laughs> and, and there's been, they're, they're, they're really, because it was, you know, I would know all these people that, you know, they would, oh, I've got a feature length screenplay or whatever, but they, but they can't. So what do they do? They have, you know, some rinky dink camera equipment and they, and they make a short film. And they, 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 I, I don't believe it. I'm not a subscriber to that. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of saying that there was part of me that used to oh, kind, okay. kind of think in that regard. But now, you know, we thought, we, you know, you and I were like, hey, why not? Let's just do this and we'll, you know, we'll get it out there. I, you know, I was looking, you know, I was looking for, I considered lots of scripts, to be honest, you know, I had, I kind of put the word out and, hey, let's do something. And I wanted to work obviously with the people that I liked the most. And then of course the, your story resonated with me. It just made me go, oh, this is it. Well, and I think that's important too, because, you know, especially doing a short film and looking at the attention span of what people are really looking at on the internet now, um, I don't know that there's there's a whole lot of. Yeah, we watched one um, a few weeks ago, which visually was unbelievably gorgeous. And um, but at the same time, when I got done watching it, and I'm I don't we have to talk about what, which what the film was, but at the end, I, I to me it was like, well, what's what's the point? Yeah, you know, they, what is, they, they lost the point. <clears throat> yeah, they, they had a message at first. They did an edit, but I think a lot of films happen in that in that regard. But but I believe that the the short films that are executed well that are a slice of a feature, they start, they open with something and there's there's given you know you get little clues on character development something happens and then they just I think a good short film kind of leaves you hanging. Well, <laughs> I, you know I don't but see that's the thing I think if if somebody's watching this on the internet if they're watching it on YouTube then for me it's like I want that beginning that middle and the end I want that four to five minute experience that they have to be a complete and total experience for them to walk away and then tell somebody else I think you could to do watch that. this. I, wasn't Little Miss Sunshine, wasn't that a, a short film? I don't and, know. And then Beluka, uh, it was Napoleon Dynamite. It yeah, was a slice well, that's of, true, that's true. And I think they do it well. And I, th I think you're right. I think you can take a slice of maybe a grander idea and turn it into a, um, you know. And that, and that to me is always what kind of hooked me, I think, with comedy. Because it's like, it's if, there's, if, if, there's some, if there's a punchline there, if there's something funny there, then that you know, that product, whatever that is, it kind of exists itself and serves purpose. And, um, and I think too, if there's something that's funny, I mean, I've always having the opportunity to do some of the independent films that I've done. Um, you know, if it's something's funny, if you've got this, the story up there, at least there's good comedy up there, people are going to be much more forgiving of other issues that might exist, whether it's technical flaws or you know, yeah, low budgets and stuff like that. Yeah, you're a, you're a professional comedian. So that, that, that's a, it's I mean, a great tactic. I mean, it's a great tactic well, and it works. And, and why do people, when, uh, like last, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I, I, it was like right on the front of YouTube there that it was this, um, uh, it was like a girl's just singing a song, incredibly bad, um, like missing teeth and she was overweight. And, and we watched it because it's funny. It's embarrassingly funny, but we watch that because that's what we walk away from this. We go, that's really funny and that's... I, I mean, I can admit, I think you two is, is the popular videos have a, com a comedic element to it. Yeah. And, I, and, and they work. And I think while our project 
has some comedic elements in it as a whole, and we've talked about this before, I don't really consider it to be a comedy. Maybe um, our new project or... Our, our, well, no, disjointed. The, the disjointed custody is awesome. not necessarily, I think, you know, a comedy, but I think it's got enough there that it hooks people in and is able to convey the message. Yeah, people are laughing when they watch disjointed in custody, and then, you know, there's obviously the punchline, and it's, it's a little opposite. Yeah, because it's not a comedic punchline. No. It's a very serious punchline. Right. So I, I'm... I'm wondering what category that fits in. It's not an Adam Sandler film. No, it's not. It's not a serious film. It's got comedic elements to it. I mean, I know we watch those kind of films all the time where they're serious, but they have some comedic elements to it. And that's why, you know, that City Weekly article that came out uh, this last week, you know, the, the title referred to something as a dark comedy. And at least in the section of the interview that I did, I said, I don't really think that this is a comedy. You know, I think there's, you know, if you look at the forest through the trees, some of the trees are com comedic. Well, the you, forest itself is you're, very... You're ex absolutely incredibly sarcastic as a comedian and yes i am a lot of the humor in disjointed custody it's not a bad thing and the, and the humor in there is a really sarcastic humor that's why it's funny it may not be as funny to you but boy for me i i, mean, I think it's great and people laughing all the time and then they just go up you know and i've always looked at the comedy in there as, as kind of a trojan horse it, mm -hmm. it, it, it disarms is. people and they don't expect it to go in the direction that it that, that it goes to to uh the way that it does but um hopefully we we pulled it off and we and we did it we did it, and yeah. I, I think it works. And what is your what is reaction been? What what have people said to you about the? Uh... Well, m most people, uh, this is a generalized statement. They, uh, they, they say one of the overwhelming comments that people say after they've seen this film is, "I've thought about this film for days after watching it. It's in my head, and uh, I think that's a good thing." The other comments that I, I, I often get is, I'm laughing all the way through to the end. Wow, you sucker punched me or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I go, oh, good. I mean, you know, I mean, that was the whole kind of the point of this. Um, it's not a film, it, unlike comedies, it doesn't seem, or like comedies, I'm sorry, like comedies, people give comments and it's really not that offensive or there's never really any controversial comments about comedies unless there's some kind of wackiness to it. Well, there's some controversial comments about disjointed custody um, based upon the content and the punchline. And uh, I like things like that. I like things like that. Works for me. Well, and I think what's been interesting for me is, you know, you come up with this idea and I, and I had the idea and I got there and I wrote it down and, and we shot it. And, and at least for me, I know I've always been, I don't think that I've never experienced that emotional impact that, uh, that the viewers talk about. Because... When you're shooting something, and we're and we're there, and we used my son for this, and he had no idea, no idea what was going on. Um, stuff was shot when he wasn't there, and then um, in the end, he said he was really confused. It didn't make sense. But and the, the stuff that we were doing, I mean, there were times we're trying to get him not to laugh. He thought it was he was having a good time. He was having a good time when, 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 when we did it, and um, so you kind of knowing how the piece was assembled and what went on to that. I, I think really kind of completely takes away from the impact of, for me, what it's saying, because I just don't know that I can experience that way. So it's always fascinating when I see other people's perspectives. Yeah, I was a little different because I got to cut it and I got to cut the rough and then, you know, I sent you the roughs and then I kept refining it. And after I put in, you know, the sound effects and, and, and made it really impactful, it affected me. I. I didn't want to watch it again and again. I had to. Yeah. And uh, when, when my 13-year-old daughter saw it, once was enough. Yeah. My son saw it and he was, he, he said, Dad, I don't think I'll watch this again. Can I go somewhere? I said, yeah, absolutely go somewhere else. I don't, 
you don't have to watch it again. Yeah. He's like, it's really, you know, it really affected people. And I've had people call me in tears. Yeah. Going, that's exactly the way I felt when my parents got divorced. Yeah. That's exactly the way I felt. And that's the important thing I I think with this film. This film, to me, is not a literal film. It's, 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 um, I don't want to say, it's very figurative. You know, it's, it's, as movies really are, unless right. they're documentaries and but they're it's, biased. It's not a documentary. But it's not real. It's no. like, you know, you know, nobody clearly would put a gun down in front of their child and say, well, you have to either decide whether you're going to shoot mommy or daddy. Nobody would do that. But we emotionally do that. We mentally do that. Absolutely. With our, with our kids. That, that's the only... I mean, you know me. When we were talking about this, I wanted to go further than that. Yeah. Because that's part of my creative process. I want to go further and then pull back. And we did. We went. We, we explored it. We came back to, I think, a really powerful moment. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a literal moment. It's, it's figurative. It's, it's a film. It's about the idea. How many films in history have been written about? And we, and we really, and this was funny because we really did, when you're talking about taking it further, you know, I mean, this was, we were really kind of talking about this when we shot Absolutely. this. And I think in the end, it came out, you know, exactly, I think, the way that it should be. And, um, and that was important for me, especially having my, you know, my son being there right. and having him not know to be sensitive to be sent not know what was going on in the way that it was shot in the way that we did it so you know it wasn't a case where you know he was actually experiencing or having to you know go through those motions you know now i I have a son that's a similar age of yours and and he watched the film um i've had people say i can't believe you let him watch it i said you know i go we as parents and i'm not trying to to get on the diet but i talked to him about it i talked to him about it he went through a divorce i'm divorced and i asked him is that the way you felt and he's like, well, I would never do that. And I said, well, that's a, you know, it's a movie. And he said, you know what? I feel like I have to choose every day between you and mom all the time. And to me, that was the answer. Me, my daughter, she, she started to cry a little bit. Yeah. You know? She's like, hey, I, that really does mean something to me. And wouldn't really say much to me about it afterwards. But I, you know, she said, yeah, I, f- I feel that way often. So I, I think it's very valuable. And I, and I, and to, I, you know, this to me, I think is, is not necessary. I mean, my, my son hasn't seen it. I don't, you know, I'm not going to show my, my, my son, um, anytime soon, but you know, this was, this was the message for the mom and the dad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kids could, you know, I would say kids can watch it, but, um, you know, they can, like your daughter said, she goes, that's how I feel. I get that. Mm-hmm. And that is a reflective, you know, that's the message to the mom and the dad. You know, but she's, she was old enough to realize it's a movie. Right. And she, you know, she'd seen, she'd been in a situation. She knew exactly what, she, she knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. I asked her what time, what time in the movie she, she knew it was going to happen. If she knew, she said, she goes, when they started saying, pick mommy, pick daddy, she's like, I, 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 I recognize it and I feel, yeah, I felt really angry. Yeah. And, and that, um, you know, because I've had a discussion, it was interesting is because, you know, my mom watched the movie and my mom didn't particularly care for the film because of the fact that it's her grandson, you know, it was her grandson. And that put it more, had it it not been somebody, it had been somebody else's actor kid in there. I don't might, you know, my mom, you know, wouldn't have had that, you know, wouldn't have had that reaction, but she brings up to me, she goes, well, what if a child watches this and thinks that's the answer for them? And, um, you know, my response is, look, number one, this is a message for, you know, the parents, you know, to say, hey, don't do this. this yeah, it's a chance for it's parents chance. to talk to their kids. What if uh, my nine-year-old son, who's, who plays a dead guy on the, you know, kills, a, kills somebody, right, on PlayStation, and decides that's the answer? Yeah. What if he goes underneath the sink and grabs Drano and thinks that 
it's good. the answer to life is to drink that. I mean, I can't stop him from doing anything. I just teach him. And if he sees something, as a parent, I talk to him. Yeah. Like, you know? Well, and it was interesting for me because of the fact that, you know, I've always, I always have this message that no matter what I'm doing, whether it's writing something or stand-up comedy on stage and I'm telling jokes, that it's supposed to elicit some type of a, a you know, response or it's like it's this little message that people are supposed to get. And, um, you know, I think this is the first creative experience that I've had where, you know, I have to, you know, I think in terms of, you know, from a, a from a parent perspective, to defend it, you know, to yeah, to defend it, and I'm and and I'm and, and you know, my mother's like, well, what if what if your son sees it? And I'm like, well, he's eight years old, you know, he's he's not going on YouTube, or I'm not giving him, you know, uh, it's done unsupervised. And she's like, well, what if one of his friends? And I and I, it's the same thing. I'm like, what parent is letting their eight year old, you know, kid look at something unsupervised? But that whole experience is or that dialogue with her is really kind of made me think of things that are completely. I, I, I see things now from a parenting perspective that, you know, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you no, know, good. what great. we've done, but it is, you know, all the things that you talk about or you hear people talk about, it doesn't really ring true until you're an actual, you know, an actual parent and you go, wow, yeah, this is, you know, there's all these things that can affect your kid. Yeah. I, I, I have a nine-year-old son and I, I talked him through this film. I've talked him through many films on how they shoot things. And what the message was, and if it's literal, if, if it's you know, I mean, does do movies mock reality? Do reality mock movies? In this in this situation, we're, we're we don't want to mock any reality, yeah. But we want to propose the question to parents. You know, this, it's not about you. It's it's look at what damage is going on. That requires some defense, yeah. and and we have to do that. And when your son sees the film, you talk to him. I, I believe, right? Yeah, and yeah, you know what was so interesting is when I was talking to Brittany Bateman uh, about playing that, you know, the mom in this. Um, she just, her daughter, uh, and I don't know how old her daughter, you know, she had her, mm -hmm. a younger daughter. I, I don't think she was uh, a teenager yet, you know, maybe 10, 11, somewhere in that. The daughter was just cast to play a, um, like a serial killer zombie or something. There you go. In a, there you go. And, and she's like, so Brittany said, you know, her and her dad, um, her and her husband had to sit down and talk to the daughter. And the daughter's like, you know, yeah, I, I, I get this. But the, the daughter had to go out and be a serial killer, a serial killer zombie or, or whatever, some, some weird thing that, you know, was that went on. So, um, you know, it's interesting when you talk about that and you think about, you know, what kids can do what or pull off what. And, you know, it's just, I, and I don't know that I have any answers for anything. I'm just, you know, throwing out the, you know, the questions and the, these, I'm going, these are the talking points that I need to think about. But uh, I, I love that it's caused some talking points. And I think that that's, and I like doing that. I, yeah. I, my last short film had some talking points about uh, religious and spiritualism, and people would talk about it. It was a little controversial. And people were like, huh, you know, it's about Cain and the Bible and yeah. stuff like that. And people were like, oh, I don't understand that. But they talked about it. Our next film, I don't know if it's going to be much talking point, no, but no, it's yeah, going to be, be fun to watch. And that's exactly what it is. I think there's a beginning, there's a middle, and the end. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. And that, to me, if that's the message, if it's just something for somebody to entertain, I worked with a um, I worked with a comic one time and I geez, I can't remember the guy the guy's first name was Jack I don't remember his last name and I feel bad about this but this was like you know 10 12 years ago I worked with this guy and he had been on the Tonight Show a ton of times and uh, you know he talked about when you tell a joke it's like giving a gift you give a gift to somebody they can open it up and they can experience it and to me all things creative um, you know whether it's being writing something or or making a, a film or t uh, a performance on stage, you're essentially taking this completely intangible item, this emotion that starts in your head as a, whether a filmmaker or a performer, and you package it in a way that you're actually able to give it to somebody else, and then they take it and then they can process that, and you know it's like it's it's a conduit for trying to hopefully convey the same 
you know, the, the message that you're thinking, whether it's this intense message about society and relationships or whether it's just simply an emotion of making somebody go, wow, that, that was fun to watch and that made me, that made me feel good. So, well, you know, in, in a recent book I wrote called Master Shots, um, it talks about the emotion that a shot evokes whether from angles to wides to tights to two to kissing to all those things. And, you know, off-screen violence is, is one of the more, it evokes a much bigger emotion than on-screen violence. And we have some off-screen violence in yeah. disjointed custody. Our next film, there is going to be some off-screen violence. And there's going to, you know, there's some, there's some things going on that in, in that next film that could be controversial. I should think those through. But I, I think it's a, I, th I, I love movies that make people think. Even if it's entertainment value, wow, it made me think. There's a couple things that made me go. That's what we want. That's what I want. And it seems like it resonates with you. So. Well, we'll continue to see if we actually uh, can get what we want and make that happen. I hope so. so. Well, good times. Thank you for, I think, unless there's anything else you want to add, any other questions, comments, christiansurge.com is your website. Yes. And it's a very good website, by the way. And you, you are a very talented editor, cinematographer. You've got it going on. Well, likewise, John. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm not a talented editor or cinematographer, but... Uh, you, you are. Well... You know, I can sort of see the intangibles, but you're the one that make them tangible. But uh, it's good so, working with you. I can't wait to do it again. And we're gonna we're gonna continue to work. So ChristianSurge.com, uh, JohnMoyer.com, and uh, if you've made it this far in this little podcast, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully you guys can hear us again soon.